about what some are experiencing through the COVID-19 implications. They kind of feel that way, I think, for some, like they're going it alone or having to be alone. Although I think some, when it first started, they probably didn't mind this whole, oh, man, I get to isolate. I don't have to be around other people. Oh, I, I, you know, they like just kind of being by themselves, and that just is appealing uh, to head down that way, except now we've been down that way a long time. Uh, for, at least for some, and are not so thrilled about where it has taken them. In fact, for many in their Christian walk, it has become more than ever before. It has become more than ever before more alone, less with others. And in that process, we've become less strong in how we're living through our faith. The reality is, as you talk to many Christians and even as surveys are being done, that the faith and how we measure our faith as Christians is regressing backwards during this time. Not just in what happened with COVID, but everything going on. we're, We're going backwards, not going forwards. Things are just becoming more difficult which isn't really difficult to understand because God created us to be together with others. God did not create us to go it alone, away from others, especially those who are part of his family, the church. You know, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like a piece of wood. Here, there's a lot that this can be used for and... Uh, in many ways, can be sh- strong for a lot of things. I mean, you know, I'm whacking on that there. You know, this is good. But eventually, there's only so much that this wood can take. Eventually, there's only so much weight it can handle before it breaks, which is the way it is with our lives. There's only so much that we can handle before we break. But God's solution is that we're stronger, not when we're alone, not when we're off on our own, but we're stronger when we're together with others. In fact, that's the verse in the scripture we're looking at this morning. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 to 12. Would you uh, turn there? Ecclesiastes chapter 4. As we think about God's message for us, stronger together, in many ways we are stronger together is what he wants to get across. Ecclesiastes 4, we'll begin in verse 9. Two are better than one because they have good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And even this morning, we're going to focus specifically on that last verse 12. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly 
broken. Like these three pieces of wood together. Stronger together. But what does that look like? How are, are we stronger? How do we come together? We're going to look at three different ways this morning on how we do that in order that we can be stronger. And the first is that we need to be one together in body. Uh, we're going to kind of follow this theme of body, soul, and spirit this morning in the way of thinking of it. And so I want you, you know, just even to hear that point, but to listen just kind of describe what I'm trying to say here. And, and part of it has to do with this trendy mindset. It's been around for a little while that you can do faith on your own. There's this anti-organized kind of distrust thinking, relegating the church to some entity that is some man-made invention and somehow not God's idea. And in all of this, it helps to justify those with a Lone Ranger kind of attitude, say, you know, hey... I don't need the uh, church. Church is, I mean, uh, church is not a building. Uh, church is not a, a, a service on Sunday. And all that's true. It's not what the church is, although part of that is what the church does, according to the word. But it's not what it is. And the problem is they use this excuse of what the church is not to justify not being together. Instead of looking at what the church is, to say, well, it's not this, but what is the church? The church is that which has been created by God. The church are those who have been called out together. The church are those that Jesus, it is that which Jesus bought with his blood and oftentimes we say oh no you know i've heard that before i'm i've been bought with the blood of jesus or you've been bought with the blood of jesus you know what acts 20 verse 28 very clearly says it not you it's not me it is the church that jesus bought with his blood so it was his idea, it is his idea, it is his creation, it is what his plan is, it is his will that we come together into a family with one father and part of one body of Christ, connecting with one another through a love that has a common relationship with Jesus. And you cannot have a relationship, though if you're never ever together if you're never connected in some way psalm 133 here verse 1 behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity to dwell to actually be together in body in some way or in the same not not just in a physical way face to face but there can be other ways that we can be face to face other ways in the same time frame I mean, even those of you who are watching and, and, and not just watching, but participating online right now, you are together with us in this moment, in this point in time. And when we think about this, one is not, but when we put the pieces together, they become stronger. 
having those pieces together become stronger than they were on their own. I find it interesting that at least for some, or I think maybe more than perceived, that in the world there are those who are talking about how the church is not, and churches are not essential. They're, they're not essential. They're just extras. They're just add-ons. They're, you know, optional things to life, so to speak. Obviously, we take exception with that, and some people would even uh, believe it would stand up and say, that's not right. The church is essential, not because we say so, but because God said so. It is essential. And yet what I find interesting is, you think about it, the world who does not have the word in general, doesn't have the word of God to look at to get a picture of what the church should be. So where does the world look? And oftentimes the world looks to get a picture of the church by looking at the church. And what so often the world sees is exactly what it is saying that church is just optional. We want to stand up for our right, but we don't take that right and a commitment to be a part, to join together, to be in the same space, to be in the same time together. No wonder they think it's not optional when so many are not even a part of what God has said they already are a part of, essential in God's will. You know, it's not possible for us to really walk in God's will without being together in some way, especially when you think about His will and His word. It's in the one and other passages. Here are some of them. Read them real quick. I'm sure you'll have them memorized in a moment. Now, if you really want, say, oh, I really got to have those, email me. Well, I got to go down through each and every one of them. But, and, and this isn't even all the one another passages. These are just one another passages that are really difficult to even imagine how you would do them if you were not together in some way, if you were not in the, in the same space. I mean, how do you live in harmony with one another if you're never together? Now, somebody says, well, that's harmony. You know, that's not harmony. There's just nothing, you know. There's nothing happening there. Let's pursue things that build one another up. Or other ones say serve one another. You can't serve one another if there's not some connection, a connecting of the ones and not just us on our own here and there. In fact, the very last one says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another all the more as we see the day approaching. This is God's word. This is God's will for us. You can't take this away. It's what he's meant for us so that we together, one of the things together, can be stronger. How do we do this when we think through? Connecting with one another. It's sometimes, yes, we got it, but it's that connecting when it's convenient. It's, it's doing these one another's when we get an opportunity. But none of God's word should just be what it's convenient. It should be a commitment, 
a commitment to what his will for us is and a commitment to one another, not just something that's convenient, because that which is convenient of doing what we say in God's word is really just religion. It's just religion. You know, one of the things that's up there, one of the things is about teaching or instruction that takes place. And again, we're not just talking about Sunday mornings. Talking about connecting together at other times, but a teaching. A teaching that instruction that happens, it's not just about the content of what's being said. It's about the connection that's made so that we can live this out. It's not just about communicating what is said in the word. It's about a communion with one another that makes it stronger, that makes us stronger in his word. A recent study by Barna Research Group and the American Bible Study, recent and through this COVID time, they report that daily Bible reading among Americans has dropped during the pandemic. Daily Bible reading has dropped during the pandemic. Uh, many might have started out better. They kind of had the time, and did, but you know what? It, it hasn't happened. In fact, the data that they have, the data also suggests and this is according to them, not my interpretation of it. According to them, the data suggests a correlation between church participation and private Bible reading. Now, maybe that's not you. But you know what? That's the majority of so many people today. Your private Bible reading may depend more on other people than you think. Because when we're together, when we are in together, we are stronger together, even if it's just that, that, not just habit of being together, but the habit of so many other things, connecting with one another stronger. And some people think, well, yeah, yeah, I, I'm just waiting for things to kind of get back to the way they were before, you know, it was easier. And again, I just got to ask, does God really want us to get back to the way it was before? Was it really that good? Were we that right on line with the word of God and how we were living not only our lives, but as individuals in our walk, but our walk together? Or could some of all of this just kind of been to show us and expose what needs to be? Is it possible things have, that things that have happened has pulled back the curtain on what really is? Even as we talk about this connecting with one another, this that we are a part of one another and that connecting that should take place. And, well, if we just get back to the way it was, well, then that means that all we ever did was really connecting was Sunday morning. That's really what some people are looking at, you know, and, and the way that we had, we don't have to have two services. We don't have to, I mean, obviously some churches aren't even meeting at all in, in one place. So they would say even more as it deals with this. But if I just have that, you know, if we just get back to that, then we'll just... But if this is really what the Word of God says, of all these things, or what the Word of God says, it's not a Sunday morning for one hour only that we're to be living this. And so when those things were taken away, does it not show us what's real and what's religion? You get back to the Bible and say, yeah, yeah, get back to the Bible. We need to do it. That says, well, here's the early church. The Bible says the early church. And in verse 42 and on, it comes to this verse 46. Every day they continued in Acts 2, 46. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts. 
every day. For some, it's hard for us once a week to make connections. The early church, in that moment, turned that world up, or should we say right side up. And part of that strength came from that being together, the togetherness that was there, that connecting with one another. You know, there are, are different options for us to do that on Sunday morning. It's here, there's the 9 o'clock, there's the 1045, there's on uh, online, and obviously some follow it at other times. But uh, it's not just that. It's not just that. There's, uh, I mentioned it in the announcements. There's, you know, Monday night, here's a chance for men and young men to get together. And maybe it's like, oh, I don't, I don't really like cornhole. But is it always, always just about that? Is it always just about what we like? Or is part of that really just about connecting with one another? Putting the pieces of wood together so that we're stronger. A time to, to just kind of reflect on the word for just a moment and together and, and, and even just to connect and pray with one another. Tuesday night, the, the women's Bible study. And there are those who are here right on site and those who are joining via Zoom. We got Wednesday night with the youth and and Thursday night uh, with the young adults. There are all these things that are happening. There's other things. In fact, just to re- remind you to re- remember the youth, the Sunday night. It's this Sunday. Tonight. This Sunday night means today. Uh, today is Sunday. Uh, all day. Sunday night, the, the youth uh, and many of our youth are really a part of the the planning of this, a night of prayer for the new school year, kind of a pre-see-you-at-the-poll thing, and really putting this thing together out at the uh, park. Is it Morrison Park, I think? Out at Morrison Park. And, and I'd be praying for them as they gather together and, and do uh, more, recognizing the strength that comes together with them but it's not just that there are small groups that are meeting and finding the strength together in that it may be that you're in a small group or you're part of a small group and well nothing's happening nobody said anything you're a part of it you make something happen you step up be the host be the one that gets things going you don't know what's going on with the other people and what they're who you're always looking to to do something how about you you are the church to do that, others who say, I'm not a part of a small group, not a part of something like that. Start one. Who are some people that you've connected with? Who are some others that, that maybe you'd like to connect with in some way? You know, and say, I don't really know everything about, I mean, you started, but, you know, give us a call and we'll give you some resources and help you to know and, and put some things together and, and work with you to help you on that. But but do it. I just wait for it to be done and somehow maybe i'll do it now not but it's not just about the events not just about the meetings that we have really when it comes down to it it's not just what happens in those certain times it's if we're going to be connected together in 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 the same time the same place i think most of us let, let me just do a poll here uh by raising your hands how many of you have a phone or have access to a phone yeah, okay. There might be, oh, even even the youngest one has put, uh, well, not quite the youngest one, uh, but I don't, I don't think uh, they can speak yet, right? So I, I think we're okay. But even the youngest one, I've access to a phone, knows that. 
you know what? We're trying to connect. Just call. Call somebody. Call the people around you. Call the people you know. Call the people that the Lord puts on your heart and even not just to find a heart that has for, for those, you know. And then maybe even not just to start there, the text, the email, a card, but go beyond that. Even in the calls, we can do those calls that are not just voice, they're video, whether it's uh, Facebook Messenger or uh, FaceTime or there's uh, Skype and even in Zoom you can do those kind of things as well just uh, and, and a face-to-face and to talk to people and to send them in and, and I know what people say well yeah I did think about that but I, I just don't know I don't I don't know what their address is or I don't know what their phone number is even though I probably should because I used to talk to them just about every Sunday but I don't know that I should, but okay, you don't. That's the past. Let's deal with the present and move forward in what God wants us to be in his will in this way. And you get a phone number. And one of the ways to do that is uh, online directory. Many of you would have gotten an email this week from the church office from Wendy uh, about signing up for uh, the online directory. And... Uh, if any of you are like me, you wouldn't have done it yet, all right? Fortunately, I have a wife that does those things, and she actually did it for me. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it could be that thing, like, even right now, I should be doing that. You know, we don't know what the numbers are. Well, here's an opportunity right now, online directory. You, the information you put on there is the information that's shared with others. You can put as much as you want or as well. If you just want to put your phone number and your name, you're going to put your phone number, your email, I mean, you, uh, you know, uh, whatever you want to be shared with others. And it will be shared only with those others who also are sharing their information, not just everybody out there in the world, but one another who want to connect with one another. We want to connect. We need to connect with one another. This is what God's called us. And to do that, we have the opportunity. Put that information in. And uh, when that comes, it'll become available not only online, but uh, for those who have the church app. If you haven't got that, again, check our uh, announcements or check the, the, the website to know more about that. But there's all kinds of ways that we can participate in connecting in, in, a, in a real way with one another. But it can't stop there. There has to be a sense where we need to be one together in soul. I, I mean something deeper than, than what we're talking, what I was just talking about. Let's face it. You can be in the same place in the same time together with someone but that doesn't necessarily make you stronger just because you're the same time and place does not necessarily make you stronger together case in point there are plenty of husbands and wives and children who have been closer together during this time than ever before and that which is stronger is not necessarily a positive thing that's happening it's not just what, just being together is not just it. It's going beyond that. It goes to this picture of a cord of three strands is not easily broken. These three strands, in fact, the words that is used there for that, are, these, these are, are the, these cords, these, these things, these strands are, are thin. They are easily broken kind of things. But when they're wrapped together, I mean, just putting them together, putting the three together is not enough. That's not what makes them strong. It's just putting them in the same place, putting those three strands, those three 
strings together isn't what makes them strong. What makes them strong is that they wrap around one another tightly. That's what we're talking about, this togetherness, wrapping our lives around one another in a way that truly cares, heart and soul, looking at one another. And there's so much that's trying to, to, to divide us, to pull us and, and keep us from being united in these kind of things. There's so many things that are out there. I don't need to mention them all and all that we're, is going on and all that's being said that he divides even uh, Christians. But it's really not those things that are dividing us, that are keeping us from being together and being strong. What's keeping us from being together? What's keeping us from being stronger together? The enemy of our soul, whose strategy is to divide and conquer, to create disunity so that we sacrifice relationships often because of our Christian version of PC. Our churchianity correct thinking versus politically correct. That that exists out there, and that's what you got to believe and do. And yet, what does the Word of God say? One of the places in so many different areas, other places, it talks the same, similar things and stronger. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you would be perfectly united in mind and thought. We'd like to just ignore these parts of Scripture. But they're all His Word. How is it that so many times we just continue to be unaware of the devil's schemes, of the one who's come to kill, steal, and destroy? Not just you, but your relationships with others. He knows that we're stronger together. And what the devil wants to do is to separate those from the flock. Get them a little farther out, a little farther, a little farther beyond that. To separate them out. I mean, if you ever watch, you know, the nature channels or things like that, and you've got that whole, and here we are on the Serengeti, you know. Uh, you know, you got the, you know, you, you don't see the lion. In general, you don't see a lion rushing in and jumping upon a flock or a uh, uh, Whatever it might be that might be kind of thing. We're talking about sheep because God talks about his sheep. You know, it's, it's picking off the ones who are outside. The ones who are kind of wandered a little way away from the flock. And that may seem like a, a silly illustration, but the reality is Peter tells us, for your enemy is like a prowling lion, a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Your enemy, the devil... Is that roaring lion looking for someone to devour? He's going after the ones that he knows is not stronger together that is out there. And he's going to do whatever he can to get us to try to go on our own. I mean, it's not just that those kind of things that the enemy does that keep us from uniting together, driving a wedge between us. Oftentimes, one of his greatest strategies that works perhaps the best is what we call life. Earlier it was mentioned that Jesus says, uh, take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. And nonetheless, we have this perception of a busyness that's just overwhelming. 
real at times, imagined maybe a little more, but overwhelmed. Overwhelmed to the point that I just don't have the time, I just don't have the energy to just find time to do with others, to connect with others and find time even to connect at a, at a deeper kind of uh, level you're talking about. Our, our busyness, so to speak, has divided more people than even our disagreements. You know what he's called us to together as we think through this. Uh, I mentioned the first point. We've got the, the pieces, the three together are, are stronger together. But you know when they're really stronger? I mean, this is stronger, but what would really make them stronger? And these are, are, are like shims, and so that part of them are thinner and wider at one time. So if you put them together just right, you don't just stick them together, but you put them together so that they are all in one unity, unison, and what I'm talking about, kind of a heart and soul together in this way, they are even stronger. So are we. When we really line ourselves up with one another, we're even stronger. And just as the first point had one another commands, this point here has one another commands that can only be really fulfilled when we line ourselves up in a deeper kind of way together. Here's some more one another commands. They just can't happen. The forgiveness, the love, the, all these things, is, it doesn't happen. Just because we're in the same spot together, there's something more that is needed. In fact, let's pick one of them out. Colossians chapter 3, 12 through 14. Therefore, as God's chosen and holy, dearly love, close yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Bear with each other. Bear with one another. Forgive one another. Closely, that happens when we really just together do this. I know we can be thinking, I I don't know, just so, so... Strong, I, I, uh, I, I, I really think I can handle it myself, and that's what we try to do. And we, we go on our own until we just can't handle anymore, and then we cry out to Jesus, and then we wonder why He's not there, why He didn't help, and He's like giving us one another that we've not even thought about recognizing the strength that He's already provided there. Others like, I, I know I should be getting together with others. That's something that should be happening. But right now there's just things going on in my life. It's just too crazy. It's just too too much. And I, I just need to, I need to deal with it and make it through this. And then I'll really connect with others. Well, you know what? There'll just be one thing after another that'll keep coming. Because we're missing God's boat. We're missing what he wants to help us in those moments. So, you know, his boat is the fellowship. Um, just... Just checking, see if you're listening. Uh, we're together, stronger together. 
is what he's always had. And, and waiting until we feel stronger before we get together doesn't make sense because it's not how he created it. It's not what it's about. It's a team effort together uh, in, a, in a very real way. You know, uh, it's, uh, it's football season. I know some have been able to get out to a, a, a game, actually, uh, at least I think, uh, that, that's happened. You think about a, a football team, and, and sometimes there's somebody on that team that is just uh, head and shoulders a thousand times more athletic, more talented, better, gets it. I mean, they're just amazing and uh, the best player, not just on their team, but in the league. But it doesn't matter how good they are. It doesn't matter how strong they are. None of those are going out on the field by themselves to take on the other team. It doesn't work that way. That's not how you play football, and that's not how you live life. That's not how God created us to live life, to go out on the field, to take on the other team, to take on life, to take on the enemy on our own. It just doesn't work. It doesn't matter how talented you are. It doesn't matter how much you know. It doesn't matter how strong you are on your own. You can't do it for us to understand the strength that we find as we struggle through life as we find with one another first corinthians chapter 12 verse 26 says if one part suffers every part suffers with it if one part is honored every part rejoices with it you know there are times where where we just feel like we're over our head the water, is so, so to speak, is over our head. We're stressed. We're anxious. We're overwhelmed. We're trying to deal with the flood of a situation, a problem where we're just treading water. And there comes a point in time where we feel like, I, I, I don't know what to do. And I just am at the point where I don't have the strength to keep treading water. I guess I don't know how I'm going to make this, how I'm going to deal with this treading water uh, alone. And we call out to Jesus and his answer often is, one another. So we've made it stronger that someone else, others, not just maybe one, but many others would come. And maybe they don't have the ability to pull you up out of the water that you're treading and everything that's going on. Maybe that's just not going to happen. They're not going to be able to take you out of that situation. But what they can do is uh, help to hold you up and move closer to shore to get to the point where you can put your feet down at least. And not have to tread the water. You're still having to stand in the same water and the same problems. You're still nothing's changed in your situation. The only thing that's changed is now that you can stand a little bit. And you've got people around you kind of supporting you because the reality is even if you can stand, there's gonna be waves coming in of this problem. It's just gonna days where it's just gonna be overwhelming, it's gonna come and, and sweep over you. But if you've got other people that you're hanging on to, that are hanging on to you. Then you manage through that wave and the next wave is stronger together. It's what we're told to do with one another. Galatians chapter 6 verse 2. Carry each other's burdens. In this way you fulfill the law of Christ. Fulfill the law of Christ. You know, I've said it before, but it's more true now than it's probably ever been since I've been here. Is that there are many within our own family within our own body of Christ that are struggling in deep waters. 
Some have been treading it for a while. Some suddenly just kind of got dropped in it. And the waves are strong and high. And some are tiring of treading water. Some just don't even know where to go and what to do. But we're stronger together. But it only happens if we get together. We connect, not just connect, but connect at a deeper level to help one another through this. What we're supposed to do, and somebody says, yeah, that's right, that's what the church is supposed to do. What's the church doing about this? Most of you here, you are the church. When you ask what the church is doing, look in the mirror. You are the church. What are you doing? It's not about what are the few elected and the one paid person doing to obey the scriptures for us. But what are we supposed to be? What has God called us to with one another? Reaching out. Because there's a lot. In fact, the fact is right now so many are struggling with things that there's no way that the few of us with our boats out on the waters are going to be able to get to everybody before they go under. It's going to take us all. Not necessarily all of us working on everybody, but all of us together, getting those around us, grabbing a hold. Now, here's the good news, even as I say that, is that there are those who are experiencing strength together through their connection with those a part of our family of God and connection with those who are a part of the body. There are those who, who have people who are floating with them in the storm, if you will, those who are helping them to get their feet on the ground, at least, even though the problem's in change. There are those who are, know that there's people around them that've got their back. They're experiencing a real connection in love. There are many that are experiencing that. I hear about it all the time within our family of God. Now, I know some people hear that, and you always have those people who are in church that say, well, yeah, that's just the people who've been in a church for a long time, or that's just the people who are in the in crowd. No, it's not. Many of these people who are experiencing the strength together with one another are people who are new, are people who many of you wouldn't even know who they are. Because you just haven't met them yet. But they're connected with us. I know that sometimes a person who is struggling in that water can end up thinking, okay, well, you're talking about that, so? So where are they? Where, where's the person to help me? Well, how come nobody is, has done anything for me? How come there's nobody, nobody here? And, you know, there's lots of different reasons. Sometimes, you know, we're not perfect. But one of the number one reasons why is because they don't know. But yet the person sometimes going through the problem expects people to know. They just have to know. Why don't they know? Why can't they tell? Why don't know? I mean, even when we're talking about with God, we're supposed to cry out to him about our problems. How many have 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 looked at or quoted or heard the the verse out of james chapter four or later where it says we have not because we ask not 
as far as God's concerned, many times, why are we not getting? Why is it God not working? We have not because we ask not. If that's true with God, why would it not be true with one another? We have not because we ask not. We need to ask, to cry out, to talk to others, to, to reach out. I mean, that's one of the things I did. Uh, it was uh, last week or the week before, sent out a survey to many of the, to uh, at least the parents that hopefully each one got. If you didn't, whenever I say something about this, if you didn't get it, we might have the wrong address or something, so let us know. But sent out, uh, about starting school, because this year school is just different and, and a challenge for some, and some are changing, and what's going on, and just kind of uh, reaching out and in some ways asking some questions that not all have answered yet, and that's up to them. But giving an opportunity that maybe there's certain problems, certain struggles that some are going through and others are uh, all are going through at the same time. And that we can connect those who are kind of trying to tread water in this. Or maybe even to connect those who just one who's just really overwhelmed in this area as it deals with this whole school and the things that are going on right now and somebody that's been there done that. And I and, and can come along and help. In fact, that's really what God does in our life. Uh, you've probably heard this verse in Second Corinthians chapter one, verses three and four. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received. What God does in our lives is not just for us, but so that we can be stronger together with others. The things that we've been through, what we've experienced, the help and the hope that we know is there to pass that on, to share, to recognize the scars that God has healed on you are there to remind you that there are those around you who have the same wounds that have not been healed yet. But there is hope for them. And you are part of what will bring that hope, being stronger together with them. You know, one of the ways that we're stronger together in that survey I ask as well as how might be able to pray, just kind of get an idea of how to pray for parents and, and kids and some of the changes and some of the struggles that are going on. And that is one of the greatest ways that we can bind ourselves together with one another. A lot of times people just think prayer is the least, you know, well, that's the least we can do. No, it's the most we can do because it's not just about our strength helping them. It's about his strength. Praying. Praying and, and calling out on God's strength to work. And by the way, if you've said you've prayed for, you would pray for someone, do it. Don't forget. If you're somebody that's just going to forget, do it right then and there. You know? And make do it right then and there with someone, whether it's over the phone, it's in purpose. And you'd be surprised how many people, even within churches, have been prayed for so many times, but rarely have been prayed with. They've not actually had somebody pray with them. Now, they may not have asked before, but they just haven't experienced that. To do that, to send that prayer even that you're praying for them, if you can't get a hold of them in, in other ways, together. As we wrap it up, you think about those ways together in body, you know, and, and, and a real kind of uh, same place or at least same time together, a real in 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 our, our soul at a very deeper level, connecting with one another, but also to be one together in one spirit, in the spirit of God. A very 
clear story about how that works is Shadrach, Meshach, and Amendigo. The three men trying to, going through so much that they had to go through and the persecution of what happened. They had one another and they were strong together. They had one. It was, just wasn't them doing it. But there came a point in time where the fire, where they really got in the fire. A real fire thrown in. And what do we read in that time? Not only that they were saved, the, the three of them, but there was a fourth man in the fire. It looked as if the Son of God, that Jesus was with them. It's not just us together they, like it would be for anybody else in the world and what they have, but for us who have something else, we have that fourth man that can be with us in the fire as we are with someone else, as we're with a, a gathering together to find that stronger from the truth that God's word it is talking about here in Ecclesiastes, to live it, to, to make the commitment, to, to strive to be stronger together, to make that decision, I'm going to follow up, I'm going to do this. And we need to know today that as we talk about this, that the true strength and where that comes from deals with, obviously we've been talking about a relationship with one another, but even at the very core, we need to have that relationship with God. And if you're here today and, and you're just not certain about that, you know, you, uh, I mentioned religion earlier. Maybe we, we, we believe a number of stuff. We kind of got the religion. We kind of got this stuff. But to have a, a relationship where we really have a personal, vital connection with Jesus, with God, in a way that, that we know that he's there, in a way that there is a peace and a joy, that there is hope. And we're not experiencing that hope. Maybe it's because we've not got that connection. Maybe it's because, you know, we, we know Jesus and there's Jesus in us, but we've not really put it together. I encourage you to, uh, to talk to someone around you, somebody with, to talk with me, to even afterwards. In fact, we'll pray in just a moment for all of this as well. Just ask the worship team to come. You know, in all of this, it you look back at the New Testament the churches, they were imperfect. You know, all this stuff was written to the churches that some of the stuff that's hard was written because they weren't doing it. Not because they were, not because they had it down and they were just the perfect church. There is no one. But that's one of the great things about it. Is that even in the imperfectness there is a perfect grace that Jesus has for all of us to work through this together. An amazing grace. It's not just for me, but amazing grace that is for us to experience. For Jesus to move and work in us as he intends. Let's pray together. Father, I just pray that you'd work even now in our midst to follow through with what we know we should be doing. We've heard messages like this before. We know what's right. We have some intention even. And even as you are definitely speaking to us and we don't need some writing in the sky. You've already written it in your word. But may this be different that we follow through. And as we are with our heads bowed in this moment as we're closing out, 
I just want to ask if, and this is your decision. But if you're here today and you're one of those people, maybe we're not aware or in some way that the waters have gotten high, that you're treading water, that there's some storms, there's some serious things going on. And we want to take advantage of that fact that God has said we're stronger together. And one of the ways is to pray. So if that's you and you're really struggling in some way or and sometimes it's not just us, it's someone so close to us. I just ask that you stand where you're at. If you just stand right where you're at and, and we'll pray for you. you. You know, listen, I'm, I'm ready to know that the strength comes together with others. Joining me together and praying for me. for us to then just open our eyes if there's anyone else you know you don't want to go this alone you want others at the very least and the very most to be praying for you but more than that be stronger together with others that you would stand and Lord we just pray for those who are in need this day There's some serious things that many have not even struggled with before this time. They need you. And I thank you that they have you. A Jesus who will never leave or forsake them. And that they have us praying for them even now. Lord, help us to make those connections with those who will help us to be stronger with them. Help us to encourage one another all the more we see as we see the day approaching the, uh, with all the different kind of facts and, and faith that we have, the hope that is ours. Lord, even as we sing this song, as we close out uh, with this song, may this song just be that which not just encourages us, but gives us a message to take to others around us of the hope and the help that is in you and you alone, the great and mighty and awesome God, all-powerful, and a power that works even in us, your creation, and through us. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.